Hi, JR Steele here with a quick announcement. I'm working on another project collaboratively with a group of young podcasters called Metal Steve Productions on a podcast called Station Arcadia. Station Arcadia tells stories from a world where steampunk, dieselpunk, cyberpunk, and solarpunk societies all exist side by side. These stories are told through a radio station on a shifting island, which broadcasts stories from across the land that together tell the story of a revolution and hope in the face of a dying world. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on the website, www.stationarcadia.com. Myself and the cast and crew are so excited to share this project with you. Secondly, I apologize for the short episode. It's been a hectic point in my life, as some of you who follow me on Twitter are already aware. A few things will be changing, so bear with me as I organize the mess that is scheduling and time management. For those of you who don't know, the end of the season will be updated bi-weekly, with two weeks in between each update. This will continue on into season three after the hiatus. Now, without further ado, please enjoy entry 18, Collapse. My name is Quill Taylor, and I have taken it upon myself to record my findings pertaining to the life of a young boy named Anthony Todd. Would anyone like tea? Yes, thank you. Nope, I'm alright. Very well. So, you'll be staying until tomorrow, then? Now, dear. It's almost as if you want us gone. Not at all. Abby has been awfully busy with our recent problem, so she's had her hands full. Quite. But it's being resolved, I assure you. The outsider hasn't been too involved in the happenings of the town, which leads me to believe there won't be an issue in the future. I'll go see who that is. I can explain. It's a long explanation. Not right now. Back door. Okay, but... Who was that? Essa. Apologies, but I'm going to have to excuse myself for a moment. She may have found something useful, and I'd rather not keep her waiting. Of course. Say hello for me, Manny. I will. Ow! Hold still. Does anyone want to tell me why the three of you are covered in filth and scrapes? The caves collapsed on us. Well, it wasn't our fault. Sierra was chasing us. And she got really big, and I'm not sure. And you how. were right about the spider One thing. One at a time, please. Essa, what happened? We found a lead on Sierra. What sort of lead? You know how we suspected she's associated with spiders? More so than we thought. Eris has done something to her. She's wrong. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Aside from in books, I mean. But you can't really see what's in books. Unless there's pictures. 
Anyway, it was incredible. We went to go talk to her because Quill said maybe if we talked to her first then she might be more likely to help. Essa and I agreed, so we went and she got super angry at us and started growing legs. More of them. And eyes. She had so many. Well, only as many as a spider has. But she became this weird spider center thing. Ow! Sorry, you were just moving your hands a lot. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Just hold still. So you're telling me Ciara became... Uh spider person. I was surprised too, but Eris has done this sort of thing before. Remember Jay Carter? That was a minor change. Some people think it's a legend. Jay Carter? You won't have heard of him, but he was working for Eris a long time ago. Legend has it, he had the ability to become a giant falcon. The rumor is he was given this ability by a god. The rumor among us is that he was given this ability by Eris. Us? Myself and the others working under him. Wait, I've read about that. I think you might be right. Merbido was also wearing one of those gems, like the one that Jay Carter was said to be wearing in the legend. I thought it might be connected, but I figured it was just me connecting things and stories that I like. I do that sometimes. There was this story about a girl in a tower who did nothing but write letters and never left for the longest time, and I was like, hey, that's me! But then I realized that I can leave the library, so of course it's not me. But my point stands. Is that the one based on the First Great War? Yes! Have you read it? Um, obviously. It was one of my favorite books. <gasps> Mine too! This is getting nowhere. How did you end up in the caves? Well, we were in the flower garden, which is beautiful, by the way, and I think Essa stepped on a couple of spiders? I told her not to because they eat bugs in the garden, and that's really helpful. But then the mare came out and she looked really angry and she started turning into a spider, so we ran away and apparently there's another entrance to the caves in the woods behind City Hall. The only reason we got out is because Ciara collapsed the caves. Thankfully, it didn't hurt anyone too much, but Quills had their ankles acting up again. I'm fine, Essa. What happened to your ankle? Just a sprain a little bit ago. Did you give it enough time to heal? Yeah. No, you did not. I gave it enough time. Let me look at it. Let me finish with your arm first. It's just a scrape. Just hold still, and then you can look at my ankle all you want. Fine. So, here we are. I'm not sure if Ciara made it out, but we can only hope. She made it out. She's too smart to get herself into a situation she can't get out of. That was stupid of you. All three of you. If we had any chance of getting her on our side, there's none now. There already was none. They have a point. Okay, this seems like a good place to step in. What's happening? I'm sorry, you didn't tell Liv what's going on? No, hold on. Why did you bring Liv in the first place? Well... It was my idea. Quill didn't want her to get hurt, but after we talked to... Well, the point is, Liv saw us leaving, and I asked if she wanted to come, because Quill mentioned offhand that she hadn't been out of the library. Not in a long time. Not never. I went of my own accord. You got hurt, though, which is exactly why you shouldn't come with us again. I'm alright. It was an adventure. It's like we're in a story. <laughs> Pretty weird story. I just want to know more about what you guys are doing. It sounds interesting and dangerous. It is, which is why... I thought it might not be a good idea for you to come along. I can hold my own. I know. But if you get hurt, there's more consequences than you think. I can't even imagine what the scratch is going to cause. Ooh, I wonder who I am in the story. The squishy love interest. Hey! <laughs> Here, that should do it. Thanks. <sighs> okay. 
You three take a room upstairs and Phil live in. Not one of the guest rooms. That's where Ruskin and Moore are staying. I'd suggest even going up to the attic. Take the recorder if you need to. They haven't talked about anything useful on tape. It's almost like they know. They don't. We'll take the tape and brief live. But... Quill? Hmm? Can I talk to Abby for just a second? Uh, sure. Come on, Liv. Right behind you. So, I actually wanted to ask you about that guy that you mentioned. Oh dear. I know that look. You're right. What? I saw the car again today. As we were running here. What? That's not- He's going to get in, Abby. And what then? Quill's not gonna like what we've done. Any of us. I think I have a way. What? You won't like it. Tell me. Turn the recorder off. Yeah, good idea. The Domestic Life of Anthony Todd is a podcast by J.R. Steele and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The writing, theme music, and sound editing were done by J.R. Steele, and the script was edited by River Tepler. Follow J.R. Steele on Twitter at pen underscore of underscore Steele, and find The Domestic Life on Instagram at domesticlifepodcast. Visit the website, penofsteel.wixsite.com forward slash domesticlife, or join our Discord using the link in the description. Thanks for joining me.